Welcome to podcast 224 of Five Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast. I'm Matt and on this week's pod I'm joined by Dave, Dupe and Paul. Welcome gentlemen. It, it sounds weird saying Paul. Something strange way. just happened. I'm yeah. not doing that again. His actual first name. <laughs> actual first name, Listeners yeah. have been thinking he's called Patrick for about two years. Patrick, <laughs> Maddles, Paddles, other one. Paddles. <laughs> Paddles. <laughs> that's a new one. That's going to be, that's it. Paddles Shit. from now on. Paddles. What have I done? <laughs> oh, can also be fine close to water's edge. Um, right. <laughs> we digress. Um, on this week's pod, then, uh, we've got a lovely little spotlight on youth academies. But before we get there, have we got a quiz, gents? We should have. No. Yes. No. Oh, dear. Joe's going to be ecstatic about that, that he's missed it. Um, but first of all, we'll start off with a save update from Mr. Azapardi. Wolverhampton Wanderers. <clears throat> Thank you. So I've just finished season three of um, the season with Wolves uh, last week, actually. So a quick recap. Season one, I finished fourth um, in the league. Season two, finished fourth again. Got to the semi-final of the Champions League. Actually won the Carabao Cup and uh, FA Cup. And season, fr- uh, yeah, season three now, um, obviously, I went for a little bit of a revamp. So there were players like Raul Jimenez, Actually finished top goal score, scorer for me uh, season two. Um, still playing at the, at the time like a four um, what formation, like a four three three basically three three central strikers. Um, so Jimenez was in the middle of those. Finished top goal scorer. Ended up cashing in on him because he was about thirty three, I think. Wanted a new contract. Wanted big books. So I thought you know I'll cash in on him. And he went to uh, Barcelona and I revamped my front three really. So I had um, Dusan Vlahovic. Come in from Fiorentina for about sixty-five million pounds. Obviously, seen him a lot on on FM over the last couple of years. Obviously, spoke about quite a lot in real life, so I wanted to give him a shot. And Lorenzo Luca as well, who was a player actually signed the season before, uh, but couldn't get a work permit for him, so he was out on loan at Besiktas. Did really well in Turkey, got a work permit for him, so he was actually finished my top goal scorer uh, this season. Um, but in terms of overall um, seasons, it is probably my worst one. Uh, to be honest, we finished season three. Um, we did win the Carabao Cup, so I retained that. Got to the semi-final of the FA Cup. Uh, unfortunately, lost out to Chelsea. It was quite a tough last four. I think Arsenal and Liverpool were the other semi-final. So it was going to be a tough semi-final and final. And actually in the league, finished fifth in the league. So it's our worst league finish um, since since the start of, of the career. I did get to the Champions League final. Went one nil up after 30 seconds. Ended up losing 4-1. To Manchester Whoa. City, who had Erling Haaland, who's on absolute flames. His goal record is ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, it's frustrating because when you look at our results, um, the games that we lost were actually against strong teams. So the previous two seasons, I must have been getting much better results against the big guys. I think we lost 10 games compared to seven that I'd lost the previous season. Um, so just overall, I don't, I don't know where it went wrong. So season four... I'm looking at possibly changing things up, changing system, changing personnel and and, and going again. I've already started the, the rebuild and I'm, I'm regretting a couple of the sales, if I'm honest. But I've just got to wait and see to see who I can get in and, and how the season kicks off. Dave, you said you were kind of, you sold Jimenez, right? And you brought in mm-hmm. probably a few players spent a bit. Like, do you find, do you think the big overhaul in personnel has an impact, you know, season on season? And particularly like, let's say in the, I don't know, first two months, you said you lost more games. Did you lose more in the early stages of that season? Well, I think the first five games, 
we won uh, the first five games of the league we won and that's when I thought right we're in a good position here and then we played I think we lost one in our first 11 games we'd won the rest in the league um I do think obviously that's probably got part partly to do with it I think players like Vlahovic I'm hoping kicks on in the second season because he just probably wasn't as clinical and ruthless um as I wanted him to be so I'm hoping he kicks on season two um but it, but it probably doesn't help with the amount of players that I'd signed. I think I got a new goalkeeper, had a new centre-back, uh, had a new central midfielder. Um, in the end, though, I think for me, it was squad depth really killed me. I made sure I had a big, a fairly big squad, uh, but towards the end of the season with suspensions and injuries, I really had to dip into my under-23s. And I think it, I'll probably talk about it a little bit more in today's main topic, but even my 23s weren't strong enough to help the squad. Um, so overall, it was disappointing really and even now season four I've probably chucked myself under a bus a little bit unfortunately Luca's release clause of 75 million pounds been activated by Manchester United I could offer him a new deal and try and get him to stay at the club but I'd be paying him stupid money and he wants a minimum fee release clause of about 90 million on there so there's every chance I give him that new contract and that gets activated straight away um and Ramsdale He's fantastic for me. I think I signed him for just under 60 million. I sold him for 95 million to Bayern. Um, and now I'm looking around at goalkeepers and thinking, right, nobody is nowhere near as good as you on paper. So I think I've got to sit down, find a couple of comparable goalkeepers, maybe find some goalkeepers that have done well historically in game over the last couple of seasons in regards to goals conceded and clean sheets and so on. And, and see where I can go from there. But Ramsdale, still young, really strong in game. Probably something that I'm going to c come to regret, to be honest. So I think the system that I'm going to try next season is a 4 triple 2 I know Dupes, Dupes tried it. Um, it's actually something I, I was honestly toying with, um, you know, towards the end of the season. Um, yeah, Dupes nodding his head. Sorry. Yeah, it's not because he saw, the, he saw the results I got with my 4 triple 2 uh, mm -hmm. uh, This one's slightly different. So I, I, but now, but you downloaded because Viking I've been Dance. playing with... Uh, uh, we play with three strikers for the last two, uh, three seasons. I haven't really got any natural wingers as such. Uh, so now I've got to get into, you know, sign some wingers. I signed uh, Musiala from uh, Bayern uh, for a decent amount of money. Uh, looking at one or two more. But I've still got Moikoko signed. He can play on the wing. Adama, obviously, who can play on the wing as well. Um, so, yeah, loads loads of areas to improve, but it's hopefully going to be an interesting season. And with this change of tactic and new players, it'll keep season four fresh and interesting, I hope. Um, Dave, I have another question. I'm clearly watching all of these streams. You know, my Twitch, <laughs> Twitch subscription is being well, very well spent. Um, por Portuguese, whatever, f philosophy, club vision. I don't, I'm not hearing many Portuguese names or signings. Is that a problem, or can did you get rid of it, or can you get rid of it? Or? No, 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 no. It's still there. Um, I've, to be fair, I've signed some. Um, I think the the one season. I think I struggled at the start of the season. I think when I tried to sign, uh, I signed Gvardiol, uh, but it took me a couple of attempts because the board kept cancelling the deal. Um, but this season three, it's on Renato Sanchez. Um, mm. signed Grimaldo who is obviously Spanish but changed to Portuguese nationality in game uh, so that helped obviously technicalities um, love it Dave yeah I know I know got quite lucky with that one but I've looked at I've looked at um, 
just signing 23s players, half decent ones, so you know they're going to rise in value. I had a lad called Felipe Cruz, I think last year was actually classed as a wonder kid. Uh, signed him on loan and just left him in the 23s, but apparently someone told me loans don't count towards that philosophy. Um, I signed a young lad called Henrique Araujo from Benfica. He played predominantly in the 23s, but got some minutes in the league and cups. Um, signed another defender called David Vinyas, I think, from Porto. But again, as it stands, they're just players that are sat you know, in the 23s. Um, I can't remember if I signed any. I have. I, I do often look. Um, there's players like um, Inacio, the sporting centre-back. He has gone to Real Madrid in game, but he's really good and and affordable. So he's someone that I like to look off. And another another player that, and I've just said Madrid, another player that I've signed is actually Camavinga no. um, this season. So I'm looking forward to using him. I think, think with instalments, I got him for about 60 million, I think. Um, so looking forward to seeing how he can get on because obviously he's still dead young in game as well. Up the ticks, I think, is is due, really, with that. To round I, that so. I haven't started yet. I could be <laughs> sacked by this time next week, but fingers, fingers crossed. <laughs> I was trying to be plan. positive yeah. for you there, Dave. Come on, the my, uh, my, my gift sub has just expired, so that's not so good for your channel. Oh. But there you go. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> should we move on to our main spotlight? Mason Mount, Phil Foden, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Mason Greenwood, Emil Smith-Rowe. After many, many years of England's youth academy graduates being cock-blocked by foreign signings and clubs splurging cash to bring in some of the more glamorous international big-name transfers from overseas, it appears that most Premier League clubs have started to turn a corner when it comes to the ascendance, quality and longevity of their youth academy graduates. It's clear that the reinvestment of many clubs back into their youth academies has finally started to bear fruit, wherein many teams for their most exciting young players are now homegrown academy graduates rather than big name, big money signings from other clubs or overseas. So gentlemen, investing in our youth academies, yay or nay, what is your standard approach in FM? Try to develop within or splash the cash unscrupulously. We need to hear from Dupe first on this one. <laughs> I, all I was going to say... no money? All I was going to say was just no. Right, that was a 20-minute pod. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> now, nah, look, to be fair, um, I've got a bit of a reputation because of last FM because I was doing the Achievement Hunter, but um, th there is something in the back, back burner for me I'd love to do. A, a thing that I've kind of thought about doing for a long time, which would be mainly based on new football or developing the youth I should say um, and it is something that I try to do but at the moment I just can't get that youth intake to be good and every time I'd sit there and I'd do what I think I need to do and go and research it and then do what I need to do and then it comes back and goes oh yeah that was a that was a shit one that one oh brilliant okay um, so we'll just just kind of sit with what we've got and I've never had well, I say I never had, recently never had really good youth development. Even in like when I was doing the 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 Ajax and the the um the Inter Milan save and that, it just never anything came through good. During this GOAT challenge, I'm never gonna be able to kind of be at a club long enough to depend on the youth. Um so I have a project that will make come out later in the year, which would be kind of maybe I'll just this pod, I'll just sit here and take notes. But it is something Matt that I'd love to do more and more. But I just I, the last time I remember having a good youth system was was what, 1860. I don't know if you can remember. I had like three golden generations on it on the trot, and it was just immense. Um, but at the moment, I just quite like spending money. Dude, was that Red Star guy not a new gen? Not the guy you renamed uh, Metz Decanio or whatever you got? Was he? he no, no. So I was uh, at Palermo. Thanks for watching. 
Um, <laughs> same, same difference. Another Twitch no, he sub, wasn't. Another he was, sub, well, he was a youth development in at Lorient, and then I brought him across. Oh, okay, so you're, you're nicking. <laughs> so I, 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 uh, I profited from somebody else's hard work. Nice. Um, but no. Surely you got one or two good players at Red Star, though, no? He never, he never eat, intake or not? Nah, we just went and bought young and then kind of integrated them in early. I, I, for me, it's been definitely recently, I, I love buying younger players and like I'm, I'm watching them grow. But Nonce. Um, <laughs> can I just say allegedly? Um, <laughs> so, no, for me, like genuinely, I think I have changed the way that I play the game recently and I do spend a lot of money and I have spent a lot of money previously. But this this goat challenge has stopped that. But I do like buying younger players. I mean, when you looked at the Palermo side and you looked, all of that was like done on like such a low average age because mm-hmm. I like to buy young, get them into where I want them to do. I look for those key attributes and then just train them to the way I want them. So I kind of do it, but I just don't. Yeah, if we're going up, like not strictly on youth intakes, but more youth development and buying players young and seeing what what can happen with them. Like I mentioned in my update, then. I've done it way more already this year than I think I've ever done it. Signing players at a certain age or at a certain price, sticking them in my 23s if I don't think they're good enough, as long as their sort of squad status allows for me to do that without them getting upset. And I'm using loan and the loan development a lot more this year. Um, so for argument's sake, our first first transfer window in-game this year on Football Manager, uh, Javi Simmons from PSG was available at a cut price fee. I signed him because I thought, even a couple of years ago, you know, touted really highly in world football. I think I signed him for about 300k. Now, I've taken him out on, on um, put him on the development list, which for me very rarely worked last year, but he seems to be working quite well for me now. Mate, I'm not too bothered about his wages because he wasn't on major wages, but made sure the training facilities where he was going were at least good. Um, um, and his playtime was at least first team player. Um, so I'd also check out the clubs that would come in for him. So I haven't done it as much recently, but in, in the early season of this wall save, I would actually go onto the clubs that have they've put the bids in and check their manager as well, see what he's working with youngsters is, see what the training facilities and the youth facilities are. Um, but Javi Simmons in particular has had two or three good loans and he started in the second division of France, came back, went back on loan to a um, top division of France, came back and in season three was at Valencia playing first team football. So he's just grown from a 300k player, if I went to sell him now, to a 25, 30 million pound player without even kicking a ball for me in a wall shirt. Um, so there's a few players um, that I've done it with and flipped quite quickly that have signed or were already in the team and I loaned out for one season, did well. I'm having a lot of joy in France at the moment. Uh, Angers, uh, mad. Uh, yes. Campana I had out on loan and scored like 15 goals for him. Um, and I sold him for like 15 million from absolutely nothing. And Thiago Tomas, who had signed for Wolves, um, so- loaned him out to Angers and scored about 15 goals as well. So now he's at a half-decent value. The only one that I'm not having any joy with at the moment, for some reason, is Fabio Silva. Wherever I send him out on loan, they're just not playing him. Um, I think I ended in... Was it, was it Sturm Graf? Are they in Aust- Austria? Uh, Sturm Graf. Yeah, yeah. Austrian. He went out on loan there and couldn't hit a barn door. And I was like, what? And then uh, this season, Bournemouth come in for him. They just got promoted back to the Prem and he couldn't get kicked for Bournemouth and they got relegated. So I've got him at the moment, last year of his contract, still valued between like 30 and 40 million. And 
this is probably going to be one of the biggest decisions. Do I cash in on Fabio? Do I keep him in and around the squad? Do I send him, give him a new contract and send him out on loan? Um, but this year in particular, really enjoying bringing these players in, loaning them out, developing them, and you can make some serious money off it as well. Yeah, no, I think. Sorry, Mike. I mean, it seems that you are you, you've actually been playing, paying attention and playing the game, exactly. Gabriel, and just clicking buttons. Yes, uh, you know is, what I'm normally like that's... with the, just spamming it, but like just transfers, like even. Like you've actually been doing like doing it how you probably would as an actual manager, yeah, like because yeah. uh, like, like Jurgen Klopp does that. He has quite a big hand in, or at least I think he he has an, his opinion is made. Even though I think Michael Edwards probably handles the majority of the negotiation side of things, but I think the managers who are loaning players out, especially prospects, they care about where they are going to and yeah. who's going to be looking after them. And uh, I, I know Blackburn have a pretty close relationship with Liverpool. They, they had Harvey Elliott on loan last season. They've got um, Leighton Clarkson on loan. He, he's not really played an awful lot, surprisingly, actually. So I'm, I'm guessing he, there's something not quite right. But we've uh, Blackburn have got a, a good relationship with quite a few sort of Premier League players because they play a similar sort of style of football to those teams. So that it makes the transition to first team football a lot easier. And, and until the injury, Harvey Elliott was doing amazingly well at Liverpool. Like he'd gone from playing a lot in the Championship to running the midfield for Liverpool in mm. the Premier League within a season, which is pretty much what you're saying with some of your players. Like obviously in a virtual reality, but yeah. it, it it's it's how it can happen if if the player is good enough and is given the opportunity at the right sort of stage in their career. Yeah, I think that's the key one, the actual squad status. There's, I have a lot of good bids come in, where even high loan fees, but because of the club in the financial position they're in, I'm not too bothered about that. I think if you're a championship or a lower league club, that's something you're going to worry about a bit more. But squad status for me is another key one because there's no point in them going out on loan to be a squad player because there's no guarantee they're going to get games. Um, so it's got to be first-team player or important player at least, because then you know they're going to play games and you know they're going to develop. Um, another example I had was a lad called Martin Neto. Normally you can find him quite early. Benfica release him. Got him in on a free, one year in my 23s. Loaned him out to, again, I think, um, no, it was a team in uh, France. I think it was Montpellier. Done really well and he's worth 30 million quid now. So I think they're really good this year. As long as you're getting them the right loans, a really good way to buy players cheap and sell them for big bucks a couple of years in. The Chelsea way, I think, is yeah, uh, boy. it's become a bit more a lot more accepted now. I remember like years ago, and I think I think there's probably even still a news article in FM. Like if you if you start buying players and loaning, yeah, there is. loaning a lot of them out, mm. you'll get the whole. You, you seem to be loaning out a lot of players. Is there an issue? You know, stockpiling the players. Stockpiling players. Yeah. 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 Whereas now, I think it's more of an accepted thing, and because I think over the what fifteen years plus of Abramovich's ownership of Chelsea. You've, we finally actually started to see the fruits of that labour come through in real life. We've seen seen players signed up and then they basically play the potential and they either loan them out continuously and then sell them on for a fee or they make their way into the first team. Um, from from my perspective, I've not done many saves where I've actually had the opportunity to, to utilise a youth academy properly. I've either got academy graduates already at the club I've I've chosen or I've kind of been forced into dipping into those players but using them as backups like last year at Bournemouth I had a few players that I would sort of try to draft in but um, they 
they weren't quite good enough to make the cut. And so I didn't really have a huge amount of money either. So I couldn't really just splash the cash. But I, I would loan them out and hope they would get better. But I would always come across the same issues that you've had with some of your players, Dave, where they just don't get the game time, even if mm. you've agreed upon it. And to be honest, I got a bit click happy by the end of it. I was just like, I just want to get you off the wage bill because I need to manage yeah. this a bit better because I don't have the money to to leave players not playing but on ridiculous wages. I think I was having to deal with a bit of the previous regime. Cheers, Tyndall. Um, <laughs> so I <laughs> had to get that dig in. Um, tips for um, increasing the quality of your youth candidates, gentlemen. This is something I don't really, uh, say over the past probably five iterations of FM, I've really not had much of a, a hand in doing it. I'll, I'll always sort of bring in better coaches and things like that and make sure that my youth coaching is good but actually bringing in your better youth candidates i think you're probably all better versed than i am on this subject hold the phone caller there was a really good piece written on the byline as well Let, i just I, I want to credit the right person bear with me come back to me <laughs> you should have just said it was youtube um i'm not i'm not that sort of person man <laughs> i spend a lot of time trying to increase like uh, yeah recruitment youth levels facilities coaches like the, all the staff scouting range all that kind of stuff i still find it's very mixed i've never i don't i don't think i've mastered it if there is such a thing for sure i think i found that maybe maybe the the club or even the country you're you're based in kind of help like has has a big difference i find whenever i manage in england i don't get anywhere um just a bang average youth recruitment all the time but i definitely had better success uh, in Germany or at Bologna last year in, in Italy. Um, so I think that kind of influences influences it. Um, it's it's hard to kind of say what what actually works because I think an awful lot goes into it. Or Well, either that or it's just fucking random as hell. <laughs> um, but I think since they've done, since they've changed it from being just a March intake and that's all you find out, to, you know, you get the earlier kind of notice or warning i think for me that makes me think it's not that random because um it's things are happening early on they're giving you an indication rather than if you were to just come to march day sorry save and reload um and and it would just turn out a uh a completely different we went back there dave sorry um that it would just turn out a completely different one every time i don't think that's a thing anymore so definitely i think there's a lot feeding into it um but yeah, I've, I've still struggled. So hopefully Dupe's article that he's going to quote for us here is is going to save all of us. Can't find it. Um, nice. <laughs> one thing, I'm just still looking now, but one thing we were talking about in stream a couple of weeks ago was about youth intakes and that. And somebody raised a really good point, and I don't know whether it's true or not. So you guys, we put our brains together. They said to me that as much as it is the basics, you know, doing the youth recruitment and the youth facilities, etc., it's down to a bit like what Matt just said, but location, location, location. You are more likely to pull so a good uh, youth intake uh, in in a London club than you are at oh, Cardiff, wow. for example. So I was going to I was going to ask this as a as an additional question. If you thought that there is any any credence to um, the the area in which you're based, yeah, it was a top- can determine well, the quality sh- of well, your surely youth London intake. because there's more competition there. Club. Yeah, but, I, but then you look at Brentford. Yeah. And Brentford have gained gain, gain a lot of the True. because there's a the competition at, at the higher level in Premier League clubs is that they will cast aside so many players mm. much younger because it's that we just want the best. We don't care yeah. about anyone else, and so the 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 palaces, the Brentfords, and the the lower clubs based in and around London 
well, who, and it's the same with MK Dons. MK Dons then then pick up some of the other players who are on the sort of the the edges and the fringes of London. And if the, if there's a chance that your son or daughter is going to be playing sort of higher level football or getting picked up by a, an actual club rather than just playing for a Sunday league side, there's a chance if your parents are supportive enough, you may well move just to make sure. I mean, Milton Keynes is is four to five minutes on a train. So there are like other clubs who will benefit from that catchment area, whereas like where like Northamptonshire, it's just shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, like the, I can't like the 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 only player I can think of recently who's made any sort of impact is Callum Wilson, and he played a season on loan at Kettering. Sorry, there's so no so that the, there's it's very few and far between. There are a, a, Bradley Johnson actually maybe, but even then, like he's now thirty four and playing Championship football, so it tells you sort of the the rate of knots in which these like good quality players from this locality get pulled through. Sorry, yeah. Dave, can I just add to that really quickly? Um, I know I've I've gone against the finger, um, but I do apologise. Um, the reason that we sparked that conversation was the BT documentary, which is why I wanted to quickly jump in, South of the River, which is all about, it's a three-part series all about, on, on BT Sport, all about how South London has become one of the mo- one of the world's most productive breeding grounds of football and talent. And that's kind of where we went, oh, I wonder whether that is actually true in FM. So, yeah, mm. sorry, Dave, go on. That's all right, yeah. Good probably... documentary, by the way. There are, there are things sort of externally away from your own club that can control it, like for argument's sake, Obviously, your club will have its own like youth recruitment rating before you even start. I assume you know that can change during the game, um, but also every nation has has a rating as well. I don't know if people know that every nation has um, a youth rec- like I don't think it's a youth recruitment as such, but like a rating for how good the the players are going to be coming through of that nationality. Like for argument's sake, England will have a much higher rating than Malta for argument's sake because you know much bigger country, you know better talent of, of footballers and so on, and. Um, but going back to you know the actual what it takes, I think a lot of it is down to look because I think you could have, and that, I'm not sure if anyone's ever done it. It would be a really interesting experiment to see a team with all the top youth, um, you know, the best head head of youth recruit uh, recruitment, the best youth facilities versus a team with absolutely nothing, and see the quality of new gens that do come through. Um, I think that would be quite cool to see. But what I've and to be fair, it's not anything I spend a huge amount of time doing. Um, just because I think it is pure look a lot of the time. But sometimes you can look at your head of youth development and you want his, obviously, attributes to be good, but also his um, personality. Um, uh, normally, you want it to be a positive one, such as model, is it model citizen, one of them? Um, you know, all, all the good personalities that you want, as long as that's a positive one, there's a high, higher chance of you getting half-decent players. And then little things such as his preferred formation, if it's what like a formation that you play, you know he's going to look for players more than likely to suit that sort of formation as well. So there's just little things like that. It's not anything as you could tell that I spend a lot of time doing, but that's, things like that can can definitely help. Well, that's just it. I think there's so many things that factor into it. Um, I think it was FM19. I spent a long time with um, Greuther Furt, was the German club, trying to force through some Irish Nugents just to see if <laughs> I could I could do it. It took me nine seasons. Um, I filled all of the staff with like, all Irish um, under 18 coaches, you head of you all scouts, everything as many as I could. Um, but it, like that, it took nine seasons. Following year, FM20 came out. I took over at Angers. Obviously, not the same objective whatsoever. Yeah. First youth intake, 
two Irish guys in a French club. Completely fucking random. So <laughs> I don't know where I, to go. I with had that. that a few years ago, probably FM 14, 15. I used to put my manager nationality as Maltese. Oh, I think yeah. it was second or third season in Chel- at Chelsea I was managing. I had two Maltese new gens come in that were like good Premier League standard as well. Like Malta have never ever had a player this good, and I've got two players in this youth in Hang on, hang on. Yeah. Mifsud, put some respect uh, on that. Yeah, name. Yeah. He was a goalkeeper as well, though, you know, really good new gen goalkeeper. Um, so yeah, that, that I've, ne- I've not had that though since never had. I had one, and I don't know if it was a bug on the beta. I had two players come through on my intake with players' surnames from my club that I had in my first team, and I thought it was really random because it's not like Jones or Smith, it was an English guy called Muscara. And then another guy called Gibbs White as well. And I thought that, that that's a bit of a coincidence. Random, isn't it? Yeah. So I don't know if that was a bug on, on the beta or if, if that's been sorted. I just had Taylor Taylor there in my first youth intake. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I got the name in twice. Yes. Um, you're making me worried about this London thing now because a big part of my save with the whole North East thing is to, is to start churning out Newcastle based or North, North Eastern new gens from anywhere in the North East. Um, but it I, makes sense though. The, it definitely it would makes make sense. sense. I'm getting a bit worried now. With the population. I've also noticed in the game, um, I don't know how it's affect, if it'll affect Nugent's, but there are some players, if if they don't have um, a place of birth added in, the, you know, at the data entry part point, it defaults them to London as well. So it's probably bulking it up even more. Does it? Uh, from what I noticed. Normally, yeah, doesn't yeah. it normally say unknown? I, well, from what I've seen, um, it seems to say, like, you, if you were looking at the search filter or whatever, I think it was blank and then you click on it and it says London instead of unknown. Oh. Maybe it just defaults because London capital or whatever. So that's literally like every American when you say you're from England, they're like, oh, you're from yeah. London. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah near there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It makes sense though, like, especially with how... So you're from Texas, yeah. sorry. <laughs> it makes sense how diverse London is and, and how that could really... It, it makes 100% sense. Yeah, yeah. But it's whether it actually does fall into the game too. It's interesting, isn't it? Well, we've kind of answered one of our, well, sort of answered. We've answer, asked more questions to answer a question, which was, which is most important, youth recruitment, youth coaching, or youth facilities? And we've kind of gone... Location. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Shrug. <laughs> Find out for yourselves. Um, so how do you go about raising your youth level when at a lower league club is the next question. This is something I've been looking at in the in the in the northeast save because I'm looking at the other clubs in the area and I want them to raise their youth level. So I'm hoping um, and assuming that the answer is cash, that the more cash a club has, um, obviously if you have more cash yourself at a club, you can ask the board to increase it. I assume there's some kind of a cash element to doing that. I think it's a couple of million depending. Um, so I think that's the answer. But again, you need the board to be probably on side. Probably the vision needs to be like focusing on youth and all that. Um, but the, the youth level, basically, it's a numbering system. I don't know if anybody knows it, how far it goes, but like it can be one, two, three, whatever. Um, and that's that. I assume that has a huge impact. You assume with Premier League, it's always number one. When, when you go further down, you start to realise, like, oh, shit, I've got like three or whatever. Um, it's going to be a lot harder to get a good intake with that. So I can assume that, like, whilst you're up in North East, you are doing the friendly cups with all the local people with you when you do buy a player from these guys that are from it you are paying a little bit over the odds that's the plan yeah i'm going to try and spend yeah. a minimum of about two million a year in the region we'll say um 
the friendly. You're basically the national fucking lot, aren't you? This is what I'm doing. I'm like fucking money bags. <laughs> Giving them on grabs. Billy big, Billy, Billy big bollocks walking around with a bag of cash. That's what, that's what we're doing up there. Well, that might get a bit smaller if you get relegated, uh, but never mind. We won't talk um, about that because it's quite close at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tyndall does it again. Yes. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, coaches, scouts, how important is, we've actually we've answered this as well kind of a bit about the, the head of youth development and how important they are and whether they more, make more of a difference than the, the coaches and, and scouts do. Can I come over with a counter question or a different question if we've already answered that one? I mean if you, if you want to, okay. why not? So we're talking about youth and how the fact we've obviously this year we've got the dynamic youth in the, in the, the nation you're in. I wonder whether like we talked about the location whether it could be location down to the location as well. So if you were doing it in the Northeast, man, like genuinely it would start, you should, it would start representing it being better or whether that would just then improve the nation as a whole. Mm. And then by you doing what you're doing, you're basically improving the whole of England and making your job harder because every other, every other um, country, I was going to say, every other county and every other team are getting better youth because you've improved the youth up North. So you, what you're doing now, as much as it's a, a great, I'm not shitting on your challenge, but what you're doing now with your challenge, you technically, by the sounds of it, is making it harder for yourself. I mean, have you seen me play Thing football is, manager? It, That's all I've been doing for fucking years. To do. <laughs> <laughs> but in, in FM, there is, unless it's been added in, there isn't like a, like obviously with when it comes to like population, and there there are obvious, there are very obvious uh, contradictions to what I'm about to say. But you know, the the more the the larger the population, the higher potential you have for getting good quality of anything, yeah. regardless of mm -hmm. football chefs. It doesn't really matter what that what the the thing is, the skill is, the talent is. Um, but there, it doesn't mean that I don't know how you would even go about coding that to be able to like. I don't think there's an area in the database to say like population of area or anything like that. There is a plate. There is a bit to say you can actually set um, coordinates mm, yeah. with uh, in in the database to say where it exact where the coordinates actually are. But as far as I'm aware, you can edit cities like, though. It might be on there. Maybe I don't know. I don't know how. how in, I don't then, know how there isn't always. There isn't exactly. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure how fleshed out it is yeah. and how how much even that actually factors in to it because like I said there are contradicting points you think about the, the size of the states and you, you can um, there are again lots of other additional points that we don't really have time to go through here but there are a lot more competitive sports in America who are going to be taking away athletic youngsters away from the footballing pool so there's more competition in terms of what sports pe uh, people want to play as opposed to football being the main thing the same with india as well india has like one of the it's the most population dense like country in the in the world but they don't necessarily want to play football because mm. right, they know they so said there, there, so there are lots of like China so you'd think that they could potentially have like some of the greatest footballers ever in in and amongst ver the various other sports they play or the other the other interests they have, but then they they never make it. So it's or they they just don't pull in the sport itself doesn't pull those those potential um, superstars in. What a mad thing! Like just blowing my mind that there could be somebody out there that's better than Messi and Ronaldo that's just never kicked a ball before. Like well, exactly. talent talent wise, if you know what I mean. 
but you think about like the Olympics. Like the, oh, this one that thing well. that, that that Great Britain have done actually quite recently. They've kind of not not moneyball because uh, I don't want to start a whole war with people who buy low, will tell buy them high, sell low. Moneyball. But what they've done is they they've gone and they've effectively scouted people that have applied to be like in other Olympic disciplines. But they've actually seen that they're actually their numbers in other areas would actually be better suited to a different sport, yeah. and so they switch them over. And I can't think of a like an actual example, but there's loads of them now where they're actually get, getting them to switch disciplines because there's a shortage in a certain area, or there you know there are other other examples where you've had Olympians with a particular discipline. And then they've they've got injured or had an accident, and then they've they've moved into the Paralympics, and they do something completely different now that obviously their the body has changed, um, but they're they're still an a, an amazing sportsman person. I'm going to shock you with two facts here. One, I went to college, uh, and two, I used to play <laughs> football at college. And when I was playing football at college, they literally I got pulled aside by like not Team GB as such, but people from the, that sort of scope and they were saying you're really tall and you've got massive legs do you want to come row um, because you look like you'd be really good at rowing that sort of thing instead of playing football don't waste your time on that come and row with us um, and again it's that sort of never done it before but you would be fast tracked into the Olympics if you did it yeah does well, that sound hey, like yeah. a rap come and row with us can we leave the all I had to do was go behind the bike sheds with the bloke so it's fine <laughs> <laughs> never got to the Olympics though what a shame <laughs> We've gone completely off topic here, Matt. But there's actually a movie. It's not. Well, it's not. It's not well, entirely. Yeah. It, it's kind of well, linked to what we were saying. No, but BJ's on the bike shift. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! I only tossed mean, them off. <laughs> <laughs> but it's oh, um, there's a movie, Matt. I have. I don't. I haven't actually watched it, but it, I think it's it's based on a true story. It's a money. It was a guy, um, a baseball scout that went to India and recruited oh. two cricket bowlers because they could because their throwing was so so powerful to bring them into. To play baseball, like, um, and it's based on the true story. So, you know, like you said, attributes suitable for other sports. It's really interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it to to sort of bring us back round to your point of there could be someone better than Messi or Ronaldo. We right. never know. We we may never. To be know. fair, I saw Dave step over, so I know that there is <laughs> exactly. players out there. <laughs> there. There is there is valid proof of that as well. Okay. Final question then um, before we move things on any fond memories of new gens produced from within or or alternatively stealing from others dupe was here well i was gonna <laughs> i was gonna mention it to early but i thought I'd, i thought the opportunity would come up i've actually had one this this week uh the in the season three a youth intake a lad from kidderminster which isn't too far away from wolverhampton called chad danks 15 year old center back comes in and he is shit hot man he is good he's six foot three already um, passing a 14, so it was a ball-playing defender or whatever, but genuinely, I could play him across the back four, could play him in central midfield, defensive midfield. He's really, really good. Um, and I think he would already get into a championship team. Um, I played him on his debut in the FA Cup at 15 years of age and scored in that game as well. Um, so he's another one, and it's quite relatable because I'm still umming and ahhing what to do with him. Do I keep him in the 23s to get him constant game time? Do I loan him out at, at the age of just turned 16? Do I keep him in and around the first team? So that's one of the dilemmas I've got at the moment. But he, off the, the top of my head, is really good. I had a class first teamer as well in the Oh Classico save, the Porto Benfica save I had with Joe. Uh, but unfortunately, it was coming to the end of that save, so I didn't really get to much use out of him. But I'd probably say Chad Danks is up there with one of, one of my best new gens so far. So just a quick one. How old was he? 
15. He's just turned 16. His mum's still buying his trousers. Does his mum buy his trousers still? (laughs) There you go. The old ones are the best one, Matt. 1860, though, as well. I had some good new gens when I managed them years ago. Max Ottle was the name of one. You managed them in 1860, or that's who you managed? Yeah. That's how much the trousers cost. I think my the standout new gen for my mind was in my very early days of playing a CM or an F maybe it was FM. And I don't even know if region or new gen, we won't go down there, but there was this German guy, his name was Christian Reinhardt or something. I bought him from Dortmund at Newcastle. I think I left I left him down there in the, for about four or five years in the in the under eighteens or whatever. And then suddenly I kind of just realised that he's actually fucking turning up pretty good. So I threw him in the first team absolutely banged it for about five seasons but I didn't really understand the whole concept of new gens this is how far back I was that I thought he was a real player um so I, I'm <laughs> I, I st- like I've started googling him and I'm like am I the only person in the world that knows about this guy <laughs> <laughs> and then of course I've kind of copped oh yeah right he's not real great let's move I don't on. want to play the Irish card but <laughs> well I mean look, it takes us a while to figure things out but we get there in the end dude that's the main thing the best I can remember was a young German chap called Adala that I got it by Munich who just was the most incredible attack midfielder. I think at like 16 or 17, he was in my in my Bayern Munich team with the three in front of him of Mbappe, Haaland and, and Mukoko. And I think it, like really early on, he had like 19, 19 passing, 18 vision and like 19 technique. And I was just like, this guy's going to be immense. And he was absolutely tremendous. One of the worst things I would say, and I don't know if it's still a, a rule in Germany, because Germany gets so many oh, good youth players know, yeah. that you can't play until play 16 them, or 17, is it? And you, uh, 18, and you can't loan them out. Yeah. So it's like, I've, you got a player in your academy that can literally walk in the team now. And you're like, <laughs> can't I just play him, please? Yeah, we had a 15... Oh, loads, we had a 15-year-old at eighteen sixty back in the day. Um, and like, I was... So short on centre backs, and he he would have he would have stepped in and been first team from from the age of fifteen. Just couldn't play him, and I was just like, ah, oh, this is a mad rule, um, age, you know. I mean, yeah, because the Germans it's haven't weird won anything. Considering, like, you think about the, you know, the the need to keep players coming through. I guess it's maybe to protect them. So, how did Moy Coco the- play though when he was so young? Is it because they signed him? Maybe I don't maybe know. they've changed. Yeah, maybe they, or maybe they've changed the rules now. I'm saying it doesn't. It seems to con like to be contrary to what you want to do yeah. with bringing bringing in like young players. My particular favorite, and he wasn't. I've not had a, a good enough youth academy to bring a player through um, for years. But the one that really stands out, and I'm gonna I'm gonna dump him in just so you can see like what oh. he where he started. I signed him as an 18 year old from Braga. Uh, so some of you you may well may uh, may well remember him. He's from. Uh, FM 2018 um, called Mosquito oh, yeah, I and yes. he was amazing at 18 and all I poached him from Braga for, for pennies as well, it was like 250k I did have a few in that particular save I had quite a few that I would go around and poach but this was just on a whim looking through Portugal um, and looking through some of the I couldn't believe they would let him go either because he was that good at 18 but for whatever reason Braga were not interested in keeping him, so I thought I will have him quite happily. Um, and he just turned within within three years. He was an elite midfielder and moved to Bayern because wow. he was he was that good. I think I, he moved on for ninety odd million. Wow, 
So uh, so from 250k to 90 million in three years is is not bad going. He he would be the best example of poaching poaching a, a an awesome piece of talent there. That was sort of up there with Arsenal pinching Fabregas from by uh, from Barca. You know, I think that's really difficult though when you have that connection that you've brought them through. You give them their first game, they've never let you down, and then like, here's 90 million, and you're like, oh, that's a lot of money, but like, you're my boy. Oh, I, I, it was the board that decided ah, okay. that I didn't have a choice. Yeah, I, you don't look was... upset about that at all, by the way. Still, yeah. oh, well, they, they, this was the season they sacked me as well. Wow. So they, they, so I lost, forward. I lost like the engine room of my midfield. Actually, saying it in, in that particular save because I was at I was at Middlesbrough initially. I had quite a few younger players come through. They were never on his on that level, but they were actually okay. Like a couple, I can't remember. I've still got the save. I'll have to look look it through. Um, but there were a couple of players that I was trying to bring through, especially after he left. Um, they were just, you know, you can't replace someone like that straight away without. It was kind of unexpected as well. Like he'd been wanted for a while, and then all of a sudden, I think it must have been it, it must have been close to like deadline day, and then you come in with that amount, and then I get stiffed by the board um so yeah not the most ideal of circumstances it's just made me think about i haven't really heard much commentary about it in fm22 but the whole um poaching of you of new gens or youth academy guys that was last year right um has yeah, have any of you seen that have, have you seen it this year i haven't Huge, seen it really gone through yeah. yeah yeah massive in really china shit, okay. yeah um, I, jo- I thought it was a joke then dude <laughs> no no i'm, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm, I'm not even going to reference what I joke about it. No. Um, Matt, can I just end, end on like the idea that I've had recently and for, for a save I want to do this year re- relating to this? I mean, I've gone too far now, so I'm going to tell you. So uh, this year I've really been toying with the idea of doing a Swindon Town save, and now they've brought out the, fruit, the third kit, I've really wanted to do that. Oh, yeah. Now, people that know me, I, I kind of live in the area that neighbours Swindon. I'm not going to say I live in the area of Swindon because I don't, but I live in the area that neighbours Swindon. So, my idea was to be take over a Swindon manager and then the, the timelines would align this year that if I manage them for 10 years and then get a son, my son would actually be 16. Like my IRL son would be 16 in 10 years' oh, time. Yeah. Yeah. And like the dream is to get him as a son uh, and like get my youth development to be as good as I can so then maybe we could see where my, not IRL son, but my IRL son would be. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I've been thinking. his name as well? I'd shit myself. I <laughs> imagine that, like <laughs> I would just... all of the fear about what what AI is what AI is doing, and then how much our Luminous. Google searches are being controlled, and how much is being listened he's... through our microphones without our knowing, and then that happens. He's got, he's yeah. got the same birthday. What the fuck? <laughs> what? Yeah, that would be fucking terrible. Bill Gates in the team as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, thank you very much, gents. That's been a fun old chat, I thought. But it is now time for Quizmaster Ma- uh, Paddles. Oh, Paddles. 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 DJ Paddles, Paddles. on the decks. DJ Paddles. Paddles. QM Paddles. It's time for the quiz. I'm afraid this will fucking stick now, so let's just not do it, Matt. Um, yeah, I have a quiz here. Um, simple enough one, guys, of 10 questions. We're going to do a little bit of a fill in the blank um so basically you can buzz in if you think you know the answer um i'm going to name a sequence of things and there'll be a blank somewhere in the middle and i want you to fill in the blank if you get it right you get a point and then if you can tell me what connects 
what the sequence. Uh, I'll give you another point because I'm just that much of a nice guy. Um, so we will start as always. Dave looks very confused here, so it, it, it'll um, come to you. Concentrate. It, Dave's come. done this quiz before, so he should know. <laughs> Sporkle? No. Um, so we'll start with question one, or round one. So we've got Alan Shearer, Wayne Rooney, Blank, Sergio Aguero, Frank Lampard. Dupe. Dupe. Thierry Henry. Incorrect. Ooh. I think he's got the right mindset, maybe. Alan Shearer, Wayne Rooney, Blank, Sergio Aguero, Frank Lampard. And Matt, 90s football likes this. <laughs> Dave. <laughs> no. Dave. Oh. Kevin Phillips. Incorrect. Oh. Nerd. Nerd. Andy Cole. Correct answer. And can you give us the link, Matt, or the, the sequence? Top Premier League goal scorers. Top Premier League goal scorers, indeed. Dupe, I think maybe you were going there with Henri. But just yeah. I thought that. I thought that was, was my Henry, thought, though, so. yeah. yeah. Pretty close. Uh, I almost said uh, Ian Wright. But... Ian Wright, right, right. Uh, cool, round two. It would have been wrong, wrong, wrong. <laughs> so round two, Brazil, Germany, blank, Argentina, France. Dave. Dave. Italy. Italy gets you one point, Dave, but tell us why. Most uh, FIFA World Cup wins. Correct. Well done, Dave. Two points on the board. Round three. Neymar, Mbappe, Blank, Joe Felix, Antoine Griezmann. So we've got Nerd. Nerd. Cristiano Ronaldo. Incorrect. Neymar. Kylian Mbappe, Blank, João Felix, Antoine Griezmann. Dave. Dave. Haaland. Incorrect. I know what the link is. I can't think of who the player is. <laughs> What's the link? If, yeah. No, because then I'm gifting you a point. You're, 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 you're getting a point, though, right? I'll give you a point if you give it the link. Uh, I, the most expensive transfer. That is correct. Matthew gets a point. Okay, so go for the link. The thing again. So we've got Neymar, Kylian Mbappe, Blank, João Felix, Antoine Griezmann. This player has played in the Premier League. He has played in Serie A. He has played in the Bundesliga on loan and is currently in Spain. Oh my god, my mind has gone completely Dave. blank. Dave. Coutinho. Philippe oh, of Coutinho. Course it is. David, well done. Correct answer, Dave. Well done. I'm glad it wasn't just me that couldn't, oh, just couldn't think yeah, tough one. It's literally irrelevant at the moment as well. Cool, we're going to round four. Peter Shilton. Wayne Rooney. Blank. Nerd. Oh, oh look <laughs> I'll give you the link. I'm going to insist on well. the player, the name before the link in this round. <laughs> 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 so, um, give it a try, Matt. No, carry on. Skip you want to guess? Carry on, sorry. Three, two, um, one. No, I'm not carrying okay, on. So, we have Peter Shilton, Wayne Rooney, Blank, Stevie Gerrard, Bobby Moore. 
Nerd. Nerd. I, I know what the, I think I know what the link is. Well, I'm insisting on the name first. Are you insisting <laughs> oh, on the name first? Yes. Oh, you can't you can't start a president and then remove the president. I can do whatever I want. I'm the quizmaster. Oh, brilliant. Okay, well I'll wait for someone to get it right and then I'll guess the link. <laughs> Chilton, Rooney, Blank, Gerard, Bobby Moore. Yeah, I can't. Nineties football also likes this. Uh, I'm I'm going to guess Tony Adams. Incorrect. Dave. Dave. Actually, I don't think so. David Seaman. Incorrect. Dupe. Dupe. Ashley Cole. Incorrect. Played left back a lot as well. I think. This should could be anyone could hear this. Well, no, it's probably one person. No, dickhead. This is a nice. former England captain. I'll flip it out. That narrows it down a little bit, doesn't it? Dupe. Dupe. David Beckham. David Beckham gets dupe on the board Ooh, for a point. Shout. Can you give us the link, dupe? No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, most appearance I, I, for I, England. <laughs> correct. Gets a two points, dupe. Well done. Right, we're on to round number five. Thinking caps on. Duncan Ferguson. Patrick Vieira. Blank. Roy Keane. Lee Cattermole. Dupe. Dupe. No, the link. Can I tell you the link? Um, no. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go for Jamie Carragher. Incorrect. Dave. Nerd. Nerd and Meyer. Richard Dunn. Richard Dunn gets you a point. Oh, do you Can know you he was on my mind, but I was thinking of the own guy. Worst discipline. Is that yeah, we'll take worst discipline. Most, most, most red, red cards, cards is, is, is well. the correct answer. Probably going to be out gold with Richard Dunn on there. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> probably, he's probably at the top of that too. Yeah. Um... I think he's joint with Jamie Carragher. <laughs> 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 Jamie Carragher is busy this week. Um, on to round number seven. So, Carlo Ancelotti, Bob Paisley, blank, Sir Alex Ferguson, Arrigo Sacchi. Dupe. Dupe. Incorrect. Dave. Dave. Jose Mourinho. Incorrect. Nerd. Nerd. Zidane. Zidane is the correct answer. Oh, good oh, shout, jammy, man. Yeah. jammy boy. Can you tell us is. why? Put them out of the misery. Number of Champions League Number wins. of Champions League uh, wins. Like title yeah. wins. Champions Sorry. League manager. managers. Yeah. Ancelotti. Very, very good. Round number seven. <laughs> you said seven twice. <laughs> Did I? Okay. Well, that was yeah, six in the last one then. How many fucking points you had? Dags. I've had two beers. <laughs> we didn't. We recorded late. I kept drinking beer all the way. This time around, round seven. Uh, Qatar, Russia, blank, Dupe. South Africa. Dupe. Brazil. Correct answer, Dupe. Tell us why. Host countries of the FIFA World Cup. Indeed, the last <laughs> five. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want an Abu Dhabi again. Uh, so specific. Uh, well done, Dupe. Another two points. Round number eight. Wembley, Old Trafford, blank, Emirates, Dupe. London Stadium. Dupe. Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. That is correct, Dupe. Yeah, stadium Hotspur. capacity. Highest, yes, lowest the in the UK. Top five biggest English football yeah. stadiums in the league. I say the English, not UK. Yeah. Oh, English. yeah. yeah. But yeah. still. But just... Parkhead would be higher. Probably would, yeah. I was going for English. Uh, English, sorry. Same difference. <laughs> Well, it's not. Irrelevant. Irrelevant. <laughs> Tweet us uh, your thoughts on if whether it is or it isn't. <laughs> At FM Dupe. Uh, round number nine. Get, you get accused of English arrogance. <laughs> it's coming from an Irish guy. This is great. 
Uh, round number nine. Mm. James Vaughan. James Milner. Wayne Rooney. Blank. Michael Owen. Nerd. Nerd. Aaron Lennon. Incorrect. Can you say that first name again? Yeah, the last one. Uh, so the, I'll, go, I'll give you the round. James Vaughan. James Vaughan. James Vaughan. 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 <laughs> the way he says Vaughan. That's how we would pronounce it over in this part of the world. James Vaughan. James Vaughan. I'll do, I'll do my best English accent for you. <laughs> <laughs> James, James. James Vaughan. Uh, so James Vaughan, James Milner, Wayne Rooney, blank, Michael Owen. Another league got done this player. Another fucking link. Dave. Dave. Theo Walcott. Incorrect. Dupe. Dupe. Jude Bellingham. Incorrect. Dave. Dave. David Bentley. Incorrect. <laughs> now, David has a party. He's hanging around the correct club, though. Oh. For your last two guesses. Kind of. Although one of them actually didn't. Wasn't that club. He moved to that club. Anyway. So no, he's not there. <laughs> well, he's, he, moved to the, he moved to that club, but he didn't, he didn't start at that club. This player is not English. Oh, nerd. Nerd. Oh, my days. Cesc Fabregas. Cesc Fabregas gets you a point. Oh. What's his age that, of Premier League debut? Yes, youngest Premier League players. Oh, I, was I was on something completely different. I thought it was English. Uh, English national. Of course it is. Well, as you get later in the quiz, stupid. Gotta, gotta stay awake. Last question. Round 10. Robbie Keane. Shea Given. Blank. Kevin Kilban. Steve Staunton. So this is where I get done because I say the wrong Irishman. Or the wrong Irish, right? Nerd. <laughs> you do that every time I come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, he's laughing. What's he? Under the pot. Nerd. I'm saying we get Richard Dunn. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> you can't be atop of everything. <clears throat> so we've got Robbie Keane, Shea Given, Blank, Kevin Kilban, Steve Staunton. Dave. Dave. Roy Keane. Incorrect. Hmm. This player has won Premier Leagues. No, I was going to say Paddy Kenny. Good job, I didn't. Uh-huh. <laughs> this player has won the Premier League at least once. Dupe. Dupe. John O'Shea. John O'Shea is the oh, answer. Shout. And Dupe, tell us the connection. Um, appearance is highest to lowest of Irish football <laughs> shit. I love the effort. <laughs> Correct. It was the top uh, five uh, Ireland uh, cap Ireland cap holder. Yeah. So you you wrote it down. You still don't know what the fuck it is. So to be fair, give me a break. <laughs> uh, we talked about how many beers I've had. Come on. Um, so that's your ten. Irish, but that's fucking cleaning your teeth in it too. <laughs> Scores on the doors in third place with three points. Dave as a party in Thank second you. place on eight points was FM Dupe. And one point ahead on nine oh. was Nerdphonic Matthew. GG's. What's your tiebreaker? I like those ones. Played. There was. Don't any claps. Cheers, Joe. There's no tiebreaker. 
To be fair though, if Dave's had it, he'll probably think that's a start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's poor from you, son. Wow. Too soon. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. Anyway, on that note, that brings episode 224 to a close, gentlemen. You can find the links for each of us in the podcast description or by visiting fivestarpotential.com where you can find all our latest content, including Doop's Five Things I Bet You Didn't Know in FM22. Five Star Potential is available on iTunes, Spotify, and most other popular podcast apps and platforms for the new podcast released every week. Thank you all for listening. There'll be more from us next week. Say goodbye, folks. Holly Hawks. Paddles. Paddles. Dags. Just leave that.